Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 10 through 20. And you, son of man, say to the house of Israel, thus have you said, surely our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we rot away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And you, son of man, say to your people, the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him when he transgresses. And as for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall by it when he turns from his wickedness. And the righteous shall not be able to live by his righteousness when he sins. Though I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, yet if he trusts in his righteousness and does injustice, none of his righteous deeds shall be remembered. But in his injustice that he is done, he shall die. Again, though I, again, though I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. Yet, if he turns from his sin and does what is just and right, if the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has taken by robbery, and walks in the statutes of life, not doing injustice, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the sins that he has committed shall be remembered against him. He has done what is just, and right, he will surely live. Yet your people say, the way of the Lord is not just, when it is their own way that is not just. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. And when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is just and right, he shall live by this. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So today's chapter uh, in, or this passage in Ezekiel 33 uh, provides a really clear snapshot into God's heart um, for justice. You know, I think this is such a stirring passage that it, it tells us that God, God himself tells us that he does not delight in the death of wicked people, but he delights mm-hmm. in them turning to him to live. And so, you know, it, it upends a lot of our, our critical views of God's justice um, and, you know, shows his heart for the, the flourishing of people. So, Will, uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, this, this robust uh, passage? Yeah, it's so striking <clears throat> that it seems as if the people of Israel don't quite want to accept what's being taught here. Because hmm. at the end, yeah. they twice repeat, the way of the Lord is not just. Now, what exactly they don't perceive to be just is not explicitly explained, but I imagine it's that people who have been wicked are able to be forgiven. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's they would rather have someone who has been wicked in the past be 
canceled completely, right? No, no second mm-hmm. chances, no opportunity mm-hmm. for um, coming back, uh, for redeeming oneself. Uh, but that's not the way that the Lord works. Now, you also, according to this passage, if you've been righteous in the past, that's not enough either, right? So it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's a little bit of a, like, what have you done for me lately approach here, right? So you can be righteous in the past, but if you then go forward to sin, then you're going to be judged for that sin. You can't rely on your past righteousness. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if you've been wicked in the past, there is the hope of repentance and restoration if you turn from your sin. Uh, and maybe as a New Testament image that might help us see how this works, you've got verse 15, if the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has taken by robbery and walks in the statutes of life, not doing injustice, he shall surely live. He shall not die. It reminds me of the Zacchaeus passage. Yeah. Or Zacchaeus, you know, the tax collector, the wee little man. Uh, <laughs> he, When he is convicted of his sin, what does he do? He returns all that he has stolen by robbery. He yeah. follows Jesus, invites That's Jesus. That's exactly where my home. mind went. Yeah. 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 And so you get this example of the kind of transformation. I can imagine that there were some people in, I can't remember if that was in Jerusalem or not, but wherever the event occurred uh, in, in Israel, um, some people who saw that, I mean, maybe, you know, Zacchaeus had been, he had taken their money. He's, he had swindled them out of their money and they would look at that and say, wait, wait, wait a second. I mean, I know he's yeah. paying me back, but he's a, a bad dude. How can mm. you accept him? But that's, that's not the way God's heart is so for restoration and for redemption that he's willing to, if you, now, I guess what's challenging about this, is I was just going to say, like, if you take that first step towards him, then he will redeem you. There, There is something, and I wonder what you think about this, like there, there is a tendency of what looks like could be works righteousness here. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, not your past absolutely. works, but it's your current works. So what do you think about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, you know, I was, I was going to point out the interesting, a really, really interesting thing about the Zacchaeus story is that Jesus does not say go you know, restore everything that you've robbed and then I will come into your house and dine with you. Um, But Jesus sees Zacchaeus, you know, craning uh, just for for a glimpse and, you know, climbing up the the sycamore tree. And Jesus, you know, he, he goes first and he communes with him. He enters fellowship with him. And that's what compels Zacchaeus towards that repentance. And so, you know, I, I, I see the exact same thing in this passage. There's a easy tendency to make this uh, a workspace righteousness thing of um, if you do justice, then then you will be saved by God. And, you know, I, I think my, in our place, my mind went with this passage is to James 1 and 2 and uh, James's discourse on faith and faith without works is dead and don't just be a hearer of the word, but be doers of the word and you know the the thing about justice and and seeking justice and and seeking righteousness is that it is it is a response to faith you know Mm -hmm. faith is a response and these are the fruits of that response and so i think it's important to view these things as not trying to merit fellowship with god but as responding to fellowship with God, that that Christ has entered into our homes, you know, and that He ha- has invited us into fellowship with Him, and so what will we do except 
turn to the things that he loves, turn towards justice, turn towards restoring um, that which we have broken ourselves. And so, um, you know, it's important to like view it in that right order um, mm-hmm. and not, you know, put the cart before the horse and think that by our, because then you're actually becoming that righteous person who has overvalued righteousness, you know, religious righteousness to the point that they actually, you know, they miss the entire point of it. And it's the cyclical thing where we value the, we value a good thing, uh, but we put it in the wrong place and that, you know, creates bad fruit ultimately rather than, you know, abiding with Christ, fellowship with Christ. And then, you know, we turn from wickedness towards him. And I think that's the order that he intends for us to, to follow. Yeah. And to support your way of reading this, going back to the beginning of the passage in verses 10 and 11, it starts with the people saying, we are going to rot away because of our transgressions and God responding in verse 11 and inviting them to repentance. Exactly. So a little bit like Jesus inviting Zacchaeus. Yeah. So, uh, and then this flows out of that, but I I do think we need to Christians in our concern about a kind of works righteousness, particularly Protestant Christians and the Protestant tradition uh, can overlook the fact that God does call us to righteousness. He calls us Mm -hmm. to righteous behavior uh, and the righteousness described here uh, involves material righteousness, like taking, not returning whatever has been robbed and restoring pledges and not doing injustice. And that is a part of the Christian life. And we should be careful about uh, leaning too far into the salvation that we have to the degree that we don't live that salvation out, as you were saying. And passages mm-hmm. like this from the prophets will challenge us to. Mm-hmm bear fruit in keeping with righteousness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, a great word today, a, a, good, a great reminder that God yearns for people to turn towards him in repentance. He does not find pleasure in the death of the wicked. And um, so uh, a reminder for us to repent and then, you know, to connect this to yesterday's passage about the watchman to, to be p- people who echo uh, you know, this sentiment who echo this this cry from the heart of God uh, to those that he's entrusted to be around us. So for Will Kinds, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.